Marco Siri is my guest. Uh, we're going to go way, way back to uh, 1984 to his first game. G'day, Mark. How are you? G'day, Kev. Lovely to talk to you. Yeah, you too. How's, uh, I guess the first thing is, how's the, how's the mind, body and spirit after, uh, after a career in, uh, in footy? Yeah, look, um, the mind's okay. The body uh, certainly battered along the way. Um, yeah. Had a recent uh, shoulder operation last year and... Um, yeah, fingers crossed it's not the start of a few, but um, no, look, uh, all good. Uh, I can't complain. Now, we're going to go back to 1984, but I want to go back before that even uh, in a tick. But 1984 is when it started for you at, uh, at North Melbourne. So tell us how you got from Williamstown to North Melbourne, because this was pre-draft days. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a long story, but my family knew, um, knew Dennis Pagan back then, and, um, and, we, and my, my family were all North Melbourne people, grew up in North Melbourne. Um, you know, were mad North Melbourne supporters, and um, you know, I you know, I remember my dad saying, if you you know if you're ever going to make it, uh, son, uh, you're going to be playing in the blue and white and nowhere else. So it um it sort of uh, stuck true to that, and um and so look, there was uh, some negotiations along the way with uh, we were we were tied with um, South Melbourne back then, and um, I think I was. 15 at the time and they come the, the recruiters come around and said that look uh, you know we'd like you uh, over at our club however um, uh, we're probably going to be relocating to Sydney you know in a few years and that's where we'd expect you to be and uh, that's sort of like uh, you know uh, put everyone in the shock and uh, you know the back burners went on and we sort of like thought well hang on now's our perfect opportunity if we're ever going to go anywhere and play for North that's uh, it's the way to go. So, so basically, um, that's how we went about it. Um, contacted Dennis. Dennis was sort of like um, in the background at that stage, but um, eventually became, um, you know, coach of the North Melbourne Under 19s and um, and I went over there and and uh, played there. With a, with what would have been when Dennis was coaching that Under 19 side, it was a powerhouse Under 19 unit. Well, it, it eventually was um, when I went there. Um, I was 16 when I went there, um, so I was um, I played um, I played in the under 19 uh, Williamstown Premiership. I was yep. 15, and um, from there I went straight over to North, um, and um, and yeah. So we eventually play was the was the first team to play in the in the grand final. Um, we lost that um, grand final, but then after that, Dennis had a magnificent error. Of um of getting the the, the teams into uh, the grand final and winning the premiership, so um yeah, but we were we were certainly the the start of that run. Your uh, your debut was uh, round twenty one nineteen eighty four at the MCG um, against Fitzroy uh, in a massively high scoring match by today's standards. Fifteen twenty one one hundred eleven was a losing score, which is. <laughs> Mind-boggling. Uh, to Fitzroy's 26-9-165, those were the days. Um, yes. Uh, and uh, what, what are your memories of, of leading up and being selected in that game? Because uh, these days we know there's a big hoo-ha and you know they make videos and do all sorts of stuff. Was it, was it just a change rooms thing? Was it in the – how did it happen? Yeah, look, um, yeah, it was uh, interesting when you, when you asked me to have a chat to you. I must admit I had to 
Google a few things <laughs> to try and, <laughs> try and uh, get some jog the memory. But um, look, look from from my rec- recollection, um, I, I'd been playing pretty well um, in the reserves, um, and I think I was emergency probably at least half a dozen times. Right. Um, first emergency for the senior team, and I just couldn't seem to um, to get in. So it was starting the border on a bit of frustration. However. Um, I did that uh, that Thursday before that game. Um, I got a call from the club, and um, uh, Keith Gregg had uh, had pulled out, um, uh, couldn't uh, pass a fitness test that night, and uh, so um, yeah, I was in. So um, you know, one plumber, one plumber out, and one plumber <laughs> in, and um, and uh, that was my recollection there. And um, and so look, I was um, you know. Over the moon. Um, I was probably more determined rather than nervous. I um, I was um, I couldn't wait for the game. Um, I believed I was re- I was ready, and um, you know we're up against Fitzroy, and, and I think Fitzroy were at that Fitzroy were pretty powerful. I mean yeah, they had they magnificent players. They had um, they had like uh, Ruse and Pert, um, uh, Richard Osborne. I think I played on Gary Wilson and. Um, and they had Gary Sidebottom playing for them at that stage, um, so um, yeah, I was really looking forward to it. We were we were struggling to be honest, um, and I, I sat on the bench for the first half, um, and I think back then it was only the uh, the two reserves, I think, um, and um, and yeah, got my chance after half time. I was told I was on. Barry Cable was the coach, and he said, "Show us what you've got, for son," and off you go. And do you remember your first kick? Oh, you know, it's funny. I've never seen vision of the game, Kev. And um, I always thought my first kick was a goal, but I may be wrong. Um, but, um, well, yeah. you kicked two not... that day. Yeah, I did. I did kick two. Yes, yeah. I did. Um, I'm not sure if my first kick was a goal or not. So, um, but yeah, there was no hoo-ha. Um, uh, with me, it was sort of like I was a, a last-minute inclusion. Um, back in those days, um, there was no footy show. Um, we actually had to listen Thursday night about 11 o'clock or 10, 10 o'clock on the radio to, yeah. to see if you were named. And um, and that's how we used to go about it. So I wasn't named, you know, I was a late uh, late inclusion. So, yeah, there was nothing... Uh, Nothing special about uh, my de- debut. What, uh, what at the end of it? I mean, did Barry Cable say anything to you afterwards that you remember? I mean, because uh, he might have, but you mightn't remember it. Well, he he, he did. He actually uh, he actually was pleasantly surprised oh. and um, and complimented me on the game, even though I only played the half and we and we did get beaten. And but they were they were an enormously strong team. In, in fact, they, they they I'm pretty sure they played finals that year, um, and. Um, and yeah, so when he just said, "Look, uh, yeah, hopefully there's a long career ahead for you," which was um, encouraging, and um, yeah, and go from there. So you you were pretty sure that you were going to be uh, then sort of regularly picked, uh, you know, into the next. This was round twenty one, obviously, so it was towards well, the end of the season. So you only had, I think, one more game after this. Yeah, well, well, um, we had one more game, and it was up against the <laughs> they were the favourites for the flag, isn't it? Yeah, and um, it was out at Windy Hill. Um, and they had a they had an unbelievable team. You know, they had the, the Danaher, the Maddens, Merritts, Timmy Watson, uh, Bomber Thompson, Mark Harvey. They had all the superstars, and um, and I think they were eventual premiers, to be honest. Um, 
so and 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 that game I remember it was uh, it was full on it was a it was a another level, and um, I think I, uh, I I kicked um, four or five points that day. I didn't kick a goal, and I was a little bit disappointed. Um, I got a bit of the footy, but I was a little bit disappointed in and my my down my sort of like downfall was my kicking, and I um, after that game, um, you know, I really decided that over the summer. You know, I was going to get a kicking coach, which I did from North Melbourne. And um, most Sundays, I'd go down to the football club, meet uh, it was Jimmy Carter was his name, a lovely guy. And um, he was the runner in the Barassi era, yeah. uh, Jimmy was. And um, yeah, he'd take me through my paces and, 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 and try and improve my kicking, which, which sort of like did improve out of sight, you know, over the next few years. So, um, which was, um, which I was forever grateful for Jimmy to, for making you know time Sunday mornings nine o'clock you know not many people would do that. What uh, what was the significance of the number forty eight that you wore in the uh, in the early days at uh, at North Melbourne? Was there anything behind that, or was just that was the first one that was available? <laughs> I think Daryl Schimmelbush uh, wore that before me, so I think oh, it was right. small. I think it was the smallest jumper available. <laughs> so, so, so I I fitted the bill quite well, um, and I think that's how they used to play it. Um, you know, um, you know, after you know, the, that was the 1984 season, and um, I eventually won the best and fairest in the reserves. And um, funny enough, Kim Hodgman won the best and fairest in the seniors. Yeah. And um, I eventually um, uh, got uh, the 17 from Kim Hodgman the year after um, once he uh, he moved back to South Australia. So um, yeah, there was a story there. So you had seven years at uh, at North Melbourne uh, playing senior footy, a couple of years obviously before that, and, and notched up, I think, 70 games and 102 goals. And you went to Carlton. How did the Carlton move come about? Uh, look, uh, the Carlton move was um, one... Um, I, I, I'd, I'd had a few injuries along the way, to be honest. Um, uh, you know, my really my only full seasons were, I think it was 86 and 88, where I played most games. Yeah, and, you did. Um, you know, I you know I made the state squad, and um, I, can't, I think I, I think I come runner up in the goal kicking one of those years, or um, and so you know and, and you know polling the most Brownlow votes. So I, I, I had some good years there, um, but I was I, I was pretty stiff with some injuries, and they were fairly significant significant injuries, you know, along the way where I you know smashed my collarbone, and you know had a knee had a couple of I had four knee ops, and had. Um, uh, just minor ones, but yeah. also um, uh, did my back. But um, the move to Carlton was um, John Kennedy um, was coach and uh, had, had sort of like had enough and uh, and Shimmer took over. Um, Shimmer um, sort of like, uh, you know, uh, started to clean out a few players and, and one of them was um, Jimmy Cracker, who was, um, who was my best mate at the time. So... Um, I was um, I was a little bit upset over that. However, um, you know uh, I missed that year. I think I missed most of the year and played one game only, and um, and then I decided. Look, while I was out, Kev um, Carlton um, had made quite a few calls to me, and um, you know at the start I wasn't too keen, but. Um, Eventually, um, I suppose at the end of the day, when Carlton wants someone, they sort of like get their own way. And um, and as history says, I sort of like um, bit the bullet and made the move. 
Marco Series, uh, my guest here on uh, on the Late Show, and we're talking about his uh, terrific career. We've we've gone from North Melbourne. We now moved over to Carlton, where you played seventeen games, uh, kicked twenty six goals, or the number seventeen there. Uh, did you enjoy your time at Carlton? Were you, were, was it an easy fit to go there from North? Oh, Carlton, um, Carlton were brilliant back then. Um, David Parkin was coach, yep. and uh, he uh, welcomed me with open arms. I, I, I think the year before, I think I come forth in the best and fairest at North and he was a bit um, he was a bit amazed that I was um, I was able to get there um, however he said I had you know leadership skills and um, I think I, I was um, moved straight into the leadership group back then and um, and I, I just fitted in it just seemed like an easy fit and um, the uh, the players were fantastic I'd played against them obviously over the last you know few years so I knew them quite well. And um, and so yeah, off off it went. I missed I missed the first the first few games um, of my first year at Carlton through injury again. I had a, another minor knee off, and then um, and then eventually uh, eventually got back in and um, and went from there. You uh, you had a few memorable moments in that first year at Carlton, didn't you? I mean, there was a game against Hawthorne I was reading about where I think it was round eight uh, against Hawthorne where you where you got ten free kicks. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I do know about that one because um, uh, Tom Elliott uh, interviewed me at Carlton once, and he, he he and forever he keeps reminding me about how can you get ten free kicks a game. But <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. When I was at North, um, we I'd never played in the winning side against Hawthorne at all, and Jeez. over my years. So I, I, whenever I played Hawthorne, I thought, well, I'm just going to go in hell for leather. And um, I suppose back then. Um, if you led with your head, they're always <laughs> going to connect you. So um, that's what I tended to do. So um, I was always uh, I probably, um, you know, took a leaf, leaf out of uh, Joel Selwood's uh, <laughs> book uh, back then. Head of your time, Mark. Yes. <laughs> and the other memorable one out of 1991, obviously, is one I was there watching at the time, uh, was around 11 in 91 when you went to the Western Oval. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, that was, uh, I suppose, um, one of the highlights there. Um, it was a miserable day. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I remember it was uh, it was full of mud. The wind was howling. It was raining and it was freezing cold. Um, I remember my wife was, um, I think she was six months pregnant at the time, and I remember her whinging on, on, the, way to, on the way to the Oval and, um Saying, "Oh, where are we sitting? Are we undercover and that?" So um, highly unlikely at the, at the Western Oval in those days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, but yeah, it was one of those ones. And one of my best mates, Phil Cracker, was playing for the Bulldogs back yeah, then. Yeah, was too. And um, and yeah, so uh, it went around, and we uh, we just uh, couldn't buy a goal at that stage. And I remember the last quarter when we were we were still goalless, and. Um, and Dougie Hawkins was running around and saying, "Don't let them get a goal." And he was dropping back and covering, the, you know, the extra man in defence. And uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't look good. It didn't look good. However, um, oh, I, I do remember I, I used to have a few battles with uh, Super Steve McPherson over the years, and um, he he was forever every time I went to run off because I had him I had him on the run, but he had to, you know, with his strength. And yep. every time I went to run off, he Pulled my jumper at the back, and um, you know, in that mud, you, you, you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like running on the spot, 
And uh, so he was doing it all day. And I think I had a couple of winges to, to the umpire. Um, and eventually it probably clicked in the last quarter when he did grab me again. I've actually ran sideways. So it was there for everyone to see that he grabbed me. And I think I uh, I made sure the umpire noticed at this time. And, um, yeah, and I yeah, got the free kick. And, um, and uh, the rest is history. A chance for Meldrum. Kicks it up to the goal front. Ah, Siri can't mark. He's being held, yep, being held by McPherson. Inside a minute, Mark Arsiri is uh, about 35 metres. I might have spoke a bit soon there, Robbo. No, a contesting kick, I think, for Arsiri. He's got to kick it long, but he's got to kick it accurately. Oh, that's a good oh, kick. Oh, he does it both. He does it both. And well done, Mark Arsiri. So Carlton's first goal comes in the last 35 seconds the game here at the Western Oval and Steve McPherson, gee you're a lousy bloke, he was dirty on Mark Yeah, In the conditions, a bloody good kick in the conditions um, uh, straight through straight through the middle, never looked like missing and that was the one and only goal Carlton got for the day with about, oh, I, I don't know whether it was a minute or less left on the clock Yeah look, someone, someone did say to me, look it's everywhere, you know especially um, you know around football time and that um, it's always brought up and, and someone said it was um, it, it, it's it's the longest game without a goal. I think it was 106 minutes. Wow. And I think previously someone had a record at 104 minutes without a goal or for their first goal. And, and Carlton, went, we went to 106 minutes. So, um, yeah, no, it's, um, it was certainly um, memorable. And, um, you know, as the year's gone on, I'm, I think I kicked it from the flank and now I've been telling, <laughs> telling everyone I'm, I've been kicking it from the EJ Witten wing. <laughs> yeah, just out, you were almost beside me in the uh, in the stands at the at the, at the Oval. Um, the, the Carlton thing lasted a couple of years and then uh, you had a, a final year at St Kilda. Why did you go and have that final year at St Kilda? Yeah, look, I, 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 um, I did my back at Carlton. I, I had it at North and um, managed it well. And uh, when I was at Carlton, managed it well. And then I... I did it again, the prolapse disc, um, uh, my lower my lower level of disc. So um, I tried all pre-season to get it right. And uh, I remember Park, I, I, I was struggling, and I remember Parko, you know, said to me, he said, look, you know, you're in our best side, but you're not moving real well. And um, and I said, yeah, I know, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I eventually said to him, look, I, I don't think I can go on, I, you know. Um, I don't want to make a fool of myself. And um, so I decided to pull the pin at Carlton um, and not play anymore. That was it. End of story. Um, and over over that uh, over that summer period, uh, uh, Kenny Sheldon was coaching St Kilda, and he was uh, he was tag teaming with uh, Peter Hudson there. And um, and Kenny uh, Kenny had rang me a few times and uh, wanted to meet me and uh, said. Uh, and the first thing he said to me, um, look, uh, we know about your back. And he said, um, we don't want you to play on ball. You know, you don't need to run around the midfield and get, get your kicks and possessions. All we want you to do is play in a forward pocket next to Plugger. And whatever he doesn't take and drops, we want you to take. We want you to get. And I sort of like looked at him. And I said, "Well, he doesn't drop too bloody, too bloody many." <laughs> um, I said, um, "And I'm not going to be standing in front of him. That's number one." Um, and he, and he, we had a, we had a, we had a laugh. And uh, he said, "Look, I think it's going to work." And um, took me a while. 
took me a while, but as you're resting, Kev, over over you know over summer, yeah. your body starts to feel well. Your mind says you're you're still as good as you were. Um, and then uh, I eventually St Kilda picked me up as their first pick in the draft, and um, I think I played half a practice match back then. So I went to the club, and within two weeks I I was picked for the first side uh, first game. And that first game was against Geelong. Um, you know, Spud Frawley was captain of St Kilda. We had St Kilda had some great players too. Um, oh, yeah, jeez. So uh, you're talking, um, you know, uh, Plugger Lockett, uh, Stewie Lowe, um, Robert Harvey, Nicky Winmar, Nathan Burke, uh, Gilbert McAdam. They had some superstars. Yeah, and um, and um, look, the first game I kicked three goals, or three or four, I think it, it was one of that. And I thought, boy, this is going to be easy. Um, I think we lost to Geelong, but um, I thought, well, you know, things might work out well. Uh, I think the next the next week I might have kicked one or two, and then eventually I couldn't train, and then I only kicked one, and then I I petered out. And the last game, I think the last game I played was um, was at Victoria Park where Nicky Winmar, you know, lifted the shirt, and oh, lifted right, the jumper. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I I I think that was the last game I played, and, and St Kilda was second on the ladder. And I thought I'd made the best move of all time, but my body—I I couldn't train during the week, and I was struggling to get up on the weekend. And, and so I think I played the first five or six games, yep. and and that was it. I was I was done. Jeez, that's a pity, isn't it? Because that well, that was a that was a really good St Kilda team. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, and, and I think it was the first time that St Kilda had beaten uh, Collingwood at Victoria Park for a, a long, long time. So when you look back, what's your fondest sort of memory of a period of games that you kind of put together that's the ones that stick in your head now? Um, oh, look, I, I, I was a mad North Melbourne person. Yeah. Um, I, you know, all the boys, all those players from the 70s, you know, the Blights, the Cables, they were my heroes. Um, when, I, when I went to North, I, you know, Shimmer took me under his wing. I was his little brother. We'd run laps together. Yep. Um, so the North Melbourne games and beating the North Melbourne people who I knew, you know, know around the traps, um, that was fantastic. I loved every moment of North. Um, I um, back then Bob Ansett was president, and um, and uh, you know I became uh, Josie Hansett's favourite player. Yeah. So that was a that was a big help um, uh, having the president's wife like it. So. Um, yeah, that, that, those times were fantastic. Um, but um, even going to Carlton was was amazing. Some of the people I met um, were were brilliant. I learned a lot at Carlton. Um, the coaches I had, John Kennedy at North and David Parkin at Carlton, were were amazing. Totally different. Um, however, you know, you, you learned life skills off John Kennedy, and David Parkin was um, a football genius and taught yeah. me a few things that. Um, that I, I wish I would have known ten years before that. Um, so um, yeah, look, certainly, um, certainly had some great times along the way. Um, you know, albeit all the injuries I, I copped, and um, but uh, yeah, and I suppose um, you know, eventually, you know, I think I was in the state squad for two or three years, and eventually played um, played for Victoria um, against Tassie in '91. Um, and that's with you know with Jimmy Steins and uh, you know the Maddens, the Brian Royals, and yep. Kenny Hinckley, and and that. So that, that was a highlight as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, 
I suppose the other one was the um, played the first um, that first game uh, when I was at North played against Carlton um, in the Battle of Britain, um, and that was the that was the first year the year before uh, the big fight. Um, but uh, that was memorable because um, it was Ross Glendening's uh, last game at North yep. um, before he went on to captain West Coast and. Um, and uh, I won the man of the match that uh, that game, and I remember being uh, up on the up on the dais at um, at the Oval with Roscoe and uh, and the royalty there, and uh, holding up the uh, the tray and the cup. So um, in front of the looking down at the crowd, so um, that was another <laughs> memorable moment as well. Yeah, absolutely, it's a long way it's a long way from uh, the back street to Williamstown, isn't it? It certainly was, and um, but uh, no, was it? Look. Um, you know, football was uh, football was great to me. Um, the people I've met along the way, brilliant, and um, so I've got no regrets. Um, would have loved to have uh, played a lot longer and a lot more. I finished when I was 28. Yep. Um, however, you know, I'm forever grateful and uh, uh, for what I was given. Yeah, 92 games, uh, 133 goals, I think it was. So yeah, that's a that's a pretty good output by any stretch of the imagination. And you've got a connection with footy these days still. Uh, look, I, um, I not really. My uh, as I spoke before, my son-in-law Dylan Conway plays um, plays at Port Melbourne, so uh, I have an interest at uh, at Port Melbourne there, and um, yeah. So, um, but apart from that, um, you know, we're we're invited uh, now and again to the past players at uh, at the clubs I played with, and it's always great catching up with uh, with those guys, and um, and you know, and, and having a beer and watching the game together. Well, it's a long way. It's a long time ago, but it's a good memory to have. Twenty fifth of August, nineteen eighty four, round twenty one, in front of eighteen thousand nine hundred ninety four people at the G, which must have been nice too. Yeah, look, uh, that was a. I loved. I loved the MCG and and Waverley. They were. Uh, I love those grounds. Um, and um, you know, to play in that stadium and uh, was surreal, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and um, and 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 we were lucky, North Melbourne, that we actually played quite a few home games there over my career. So um, yeah, we were blessed to have to have played there, and um, yeah, and seen it grow and develop uh, along the years. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely magnificent stadium. You know, played in a couple of, well, played in the final there against the Bulldogs. Um, played in the final at Waverley against Carlton. And uh, they, 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 they were, those were memorable games as well. Yeah, absolutely. Good on you, Mark. Thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, lovely sharing some memories with you. Good on you, Kev. And um, as I've always said, um, uh, you know, your work and um, in the West and um, bringing sports and, you know, your knowledge to, uh, to all of us out in the West um, uh, doesn't go unnoticed and it's always uh, much appreciated. No, I appreciate that. Thanks, Mark. Good on you, mate. Take care. All the best, Kev. Cheers. If the house is rocking, don't